why Catherine Hepburn is on the wall now. Hmm? She's a good actress. That's it? Just because she's a good actress? She's a very good actress. Yeah. Okay. I, I've read uh, her autobiography and her book about the making of the African Queen. Okay. So that's it? Okay. If that's enough, that's enough. Okay. Well, uh, all right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, listening to uh, Cube Nerds, episode 31. I told you like 10 times that we were going live. Um, So we're live. We are live, and I have an echo of the entire thing about two minutes. What do you mean? I can hear everything you just said a minute ago, like now, as if it was live. Do you have it open on your screen as well? Do you have Facebook open? Maybe I do. Give me a second. (laughs) Yep, there it is. Yeah, that's probably the the live stream on Facebook that you're hearing or on YouTube. Everything's fine now. There you go. Yep, because we are live streaming on Facebook, on YouTube. I don't think we're on Twitter right now uh, because I don't do a lot with the Cube Nerds Twitter. But I just sent the link to Twitter, which is why it was open on my side. Ah, okay. Yep. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're live. So, how was uh, how was your Monday? My Monday was pretty good. Uh, busy, as it always is, uh, trying to get things done. But um, I, uh, I had a late night last night working on different things and recording, and uh, so I got a little bit of sleep in the morning. And uh, outside of that, um, it's uh, freezing out. It's a cold day, but it was a really nice day out. Was so I it? got out for a little bit of a walk, yeah. Don't get me started, man. I can't stand this this Jersey weather. <laughs> I told the well, story. I, I told the story on Mind Your F in Business, and I told it to actually somebody. I told it to my boss today in a call. Like, so my son had football one day, and he had a football game on a Saturday morning at like nine a.m. So, all right, let's bundle him up in two layers of clothing because it's thirty degrees outside. And then he had to run out with the older kids in the afternoon. So okay, so after the his after the game, we got to go home, strip down to shorts and a t shirt because now it's friggin' sixty five, seventy degrees outside. Ugh, I, can't, I can't stand it. I, I hate it. I was talking about the snow t- too because apparently we're, there's snow coming. We're supposed to get a storm soon. Schwa? Uh, uh, I haven't seen the weather forecast. Yeah, uh, no thanks. Maybe one snowstorm and then I'm done. That's it. Just to see it because <laughs> it's almost like. When it snows, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. Tell me about. It. Oh my God! When it snows in October, I want to. I want to drive to. Fl- I want to move to Florida. Well, we've had snow in uh, October before. Remember I, the I uh, the October surprise? What was it ten years ago or eleven? Yeah, year, the year before Hurricane Sandy hit. Yeah, I was supposed November. to go to this. I was supposed to go to the city for Halloween, and mm-hmm. the snowstorm was so bad that we turned around and came home. As we were turning around to come home, a car veered off the road into the trees uh, that off of Route 23. And it was a guy and his, we pulled over to check on them. It was a guy and his mom. They were going to a wedding at Crystal Springs. And we offered them a ride and stuff, but they were, they, you know, they said, no, thank you. But yeah, it was freaking chaos. We we're supposed to go to, go to the city to, to party for Halloween. And yeah, we had to turn around and leave because the snow was so bad. I hate the goddamn snow. <laughs> hate it. I've, I've had it. I mean, now, I mean, I have kids, so I have to enjoy it to a certain extent. But man, myself, pff, forget about it. Commuting. I mean, again, now you can work from home, but commuting to work in it, that's, that's stress. And, sh- and if you're home. Of, uh, working uh, and driving in the snow. Yeah. And uh, 
remember, I, uh, you know, when I used to do retail, I had, uh, unfortunately, the stupid keys, which means somebody's got to unlock the store. Oh, my God. And, yeah. you know, the store isn't closed if the mall isn't closed and the mall isn't closed if Sears opened. Ugh. And so, you know, rather than trying to depend on somebody else to be there, otherwise you could find thousands of dollars of money. And uh, if you're in charge, uh, you're fired, you know, if you don't open the store in time. Yeah. See, that's you know, bullshit. Oh, there that's... were nights where I just stayed the night rather than try to get in at four in the morning through gosh knows how much in the way of snow. Terrible. Well, our last company, yeah. remember, they uh, used to put us up in a hotel. They were going to put us up in a hotel one night. Well, that was just for the uh, the hurricane. That was, that was for a snowstorm. Oh, okay. And um, then it then, ended up, I mean. Well, it didn't was, used to be like that. Instead, it was like, ago. well, uh, if you guys are far away, you can leave now. And the worst of it, uh, you know, yeah, call no, us when right. you get home and then we'll send another wave home. And we'll, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But now, I mean, again, uh, thankfully, you know, you, you sometimes that worked. Sometimes it did not. But now, like you have the option truly to work from home. Like I've talked about this. I, yes. could, do my, I could do my whole job on my phone, you know, so to have the option to work from home, to be safe. It's like, OK, thank you. know, Thank goodness. But now also right. too, the difficult part about it now, too, is just companies are all over the place. There's not we're not just located out of, you know. Out of Jersey. Well, they're in Georgia. They're in Indianapolis. They're in California. They're in Texas. So you can't get away with like, oh, well, it's just, oh, I guess you can and you can't because not everybody's being affected, which is a good thing. So the company can still keep running and not everybody's hit by the snowstorm. But you could say, hey, I got hit by the snowstorm pretty bad. And they have no idea because they're all over the country. Mm-hmm. So you could just say, hey, let me <laughs> take a picture when there's a really bad snowstorm and just use take a couple of pictures. And then just use those pictures to text your boss and say, hey, look, the snowstorm is terrible. Look at the highway. It's covered in snow. Had to turn around and go home. Sorry. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that idea that I just I just came up with right now. I feel like I always say that because I'm going to use that picture and I never do it. But I'm going to have to now because that's an idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So you're recording a new book. You're staying busy. I'm staying busy, and but that that's a good point though uh, for for cube nerds, is that um, the whole working remote thing changes up the the basic game from a little less uh, problematic or a little more problematic to a little bit less because yeah. of this. Well, and, I mean, you uh, have. Well, no, go ahead. No, no. The, well, I was going to say, because even looking at here with this podcast, like, there's another podcast. Listen, there's a wrestling podcast and they stream every Monday, too. They stream every Monday starting at 6.50. So, like, they're ending just as we're starting. Um, it's the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. But they're three guys from Jersey, and they used to get together at their friend's house in his basement, and they also sit on their couches with all their podcast equipment. They used to stream from there. Now, I mean, it started because of COVID, just like another comp, uh, one of the podcasts I was on at the comic book club. They used to have live shows at a bar or at the the People's Improv Theater in Manhattan. They used to mm-hmm. have, have live shows there every Tuesday night. But because of COVID, that stopped. But they got to keep their podcast going. So they started doing it all remote, just like this. Now, yeah. even though the pandemic is kind of over, everybody still stuck with it because it's just easy. It's not that, oh, man, I can't get to your house. You know, I can't make it this week, blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, I don't have to leave my house because I'm here. My kids are sleeping upstairs right now. I'm able to come downstairs and do the podcast. It's, you know, it's a, it's a wild time it, to be it, alive. Yeah, it, it certainly beats not getting together at all. That's true. Exactly. And uh, so I agree with you. 
Um, yeah. I, I do miss actually getting out um, and as getting together with us and our old uh, friend Bert. Um, you know, that, that was still preferable, I think, to Zoom. But uh, if it wasn't for Zoom, we wouldn't be doing this right now. Yeah. You've got your hands full. You're very busy. Oh, yeah. And, it uh, never stops. Yeah. Never stops. Yeah. So, I mean, exactly. So it, it, it helps. You know, it's something. It's something to keep it, it going. Does. I mean, this is, uh, well, I mean, if you don't count Halloween, because we didn't get to do anything on Halloween. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, this is like, this is probably two months now almost that I've had a continuous podcast running every every Monday, gone live at 945. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, you know, that's a good thing to keep it going. Try to set the set the standard to, you know, to, to make sure it's a thing. And we keep it going. Like I said, Seth couldn't make it this week. I know, you know, you're always down. And we always we already got the Cube Nerds brand, so <laughs> we just keep that going as a as a substitute. Or right? it's not even a substitute. I guess we just go back and forth. So yeah, yeah. We, you know, we can always do something. I've got my little corner to my basement set up here. You've got your booth. So yep, I'm in my basement too. Just yep. um in here. Unfortunately, it's it's quiet in the rest of the house right now, so mm-hmm. um won't be interrupted. I hope. And, yeah. Um, unless the furnace starts to make noise again. Or your we'll refrigerator that, that you have to unplug so we can, you know. But I'd say I don't hear it at all. <laughs> well, the refrigerator is not bad here. Uh, I don't know about yours, but um, in here, I I wouldn't hear the refrigerator running. But the furnace, I certainly hear. Oh, okay. Now, the furnace is on the other side of the floor for me. And I've got my little and beer refrigerator over here. of rust or again. something a little bit earlier. So <laughs> uh, if I hear it again, trust me, you will hear it. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said. Mike. You've got good equipment, man. You're you're noise canceling microphone, and uh, you know I can't. Uh, I, I don't can't know. Hear your your broadcast quality voice. sounds fine to me. Well, that's that's good thing too. Somebody and if on, anybody's listening right now, feel free to put it into the comments. There's a few. Somebody said it's good to see you guys together. So a reminder for any Facebook user: if you look at the the body of probably I think it's the body of this on Facebook, it tells you to sign up at streamyard.com forward slash Facebook. If you sign up on there, you can actually like, so we can see your name. Cause right now it'll just come up as Facebook user if you don't do that. Um, so, but I'll have to go onto Facebook and then see who said that if I can. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, it's I'm my dad. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dad. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Spear. I've never met him. Yes, you you must have met him at my wedding. Oh, at your wedding, of course. Yes, yes. yes. I'm sorry, I forgot. Yep. I got a phone call the other day too from uh, from our friend Herb, ah. who we used to work with too, who left the glory of working in a cubicle doing phone support to be a longshoreman. And he, from pretty sure from every time I've talked to him, he loves it. He's making a killing at, at dough. He works some crazy hours, but you know better than sitting in a cubicle and he, he loves the money so yeah so imagine that, leaving that to be a longshoreman and I, I don't remember how old he was but yeah he loves it wow that's amazing i didn't know that yeah I, I thought he lived in uh pennsylvania but he does perhaps, he, he uh, well where where is he a longshoreman they, they don't have much of a shoreline in pennsylvania outside he, of Lake i'm Erie. pretty sure he's a longshoreman in newark and he has like two yeah, hour breaks commute. between shifts or something like that. I think he stays with his daughter out there and Port Newark. Yeah. He works it out. So, yeah. So he, but yeah, like I said, he talks about, man, there's young kids pff, that are just crushing it. They're going to retire when they're like 35 because they're just putting in so many hours and racking up the money. 
Could be, it's could a, be. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a deal. We used to have a friend named Lenny. Lenny. Um, he did it too, right? Yes, he did. Uh, yeah. Port Newark. Yep. Yeah, it's so, so many thinking about like, you know, thinking about ventures like that. Like I, like I said, now you went to do the um, the voice acting thing. But I mean, again, that's only after, you know, whatever came up and they Plus they well, they, they laid me off, so it well, wasn't yeah. like I uh, had much of a choice besides uh, moving or relocating. So that offer, yeah. you know, was given to me that I could relocate to uh, where they moved the headquarters down in Virginia. But, but that's uh, true. Not an option for my wife. Yeah, hell no. And but again, that wasn't going to. Uh, yeah, uh, no. That's rip up the family. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but also too like. But now, yeah, like you said, you, they laid you off. They didn't have a choice. They pretty much closed down the whole department where we used to work. Yeah. Um, but now you took it. You you almost you took advantage of that to do something you wanted to do, which is yes, which is cool. You know. Um, well, uh, fortunately, you know, I was laid off. Um, you know, without cause or anything like that. It wasn't like I got fired or anything. And I was with the company long enough that they gave me a separation package. Yeah. So I had a little bit of time and funds. Um, in order to uh, pick up on uh, something different to try, mm-hmm. which is awesome, and that's like I was saying, like I'm trying to think of a lot of people that have left to do other stuff completely, and there really isn't all that many. And it also reminded me that how many people we know who are still doing the nine to fiver thing, who are still, you know, working, um, you know, a desk job. I mean, you're doing that still yourself full time. Yeah. And I was thinking about it driving incredible home. incredible to me. I mean, I've, uh, yeah, I've worked more than eight hours a day for quite a few years, you know, and mm-hmm. I had the 60 hour work weeks and in some seasons, the 80 hour work weeks. And uh, I don't really feel like doing that again. But, um, you know, for, uh, I, I, maybe we should talk about, um, what kind of tips to give to our friends, including you, uh, who, who still are doing desk jobs and are trying to transition to the I heart work yeah. kind of job? Well, well, there you go. If you've got tips, I'd love to hear them because I was thinking about it on my way home from work now. Because now, again, today I worked 11 to 8 and then you know did my hour-long 50-mile commute home. And yeah. I've been doing the same type of job i've been doing tech support for payroll software for 19 years and not, I, I did it for 18 years uh, but you know because i get a head start on you <laughs> well but here's the thing as well so you but you did support and then you went to like advanced like tech support yes and then you got to do other things like you got to do voice recordings and trainings you got to do different stuff that was enjoyable to you yes it was and um, I was very grateful for the opportunity. Now, did you? Because I actually, I don't, I don't think you did. From my memory serves me right, but you didn't really go out for a lot of positions. I didn't try to um, leave the department that I was with, if that's what you mean. Uh, I didn't really feel like um, I wanted to switch up to a different area. You know, we worked in. Um, Jeez, I don't know how specific you want to get about what it is that we did there, but um, I didn't feel like switching over, let's say, to life insurance and, and working there. Like, I didn't really have any interest in 
um, supporting software or programs that did life support, life support, um, life support. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll go with life support. Life okay, insurance, tech support for life insurance. Yeah, you life didn't want to do anything different, so to speak. See, that was my big problem too, because and, I always and felt, I I regret that. And that's oh, yeah. that's one of my biggest tips for anyone listening and who should be listening. If, mm -hmm. if not, then uh, Mike, you go and drag them and uh, put them in front of the camera here. Yeah, career plan, folks. Don't just let happen what happens. Don't let water just roll over you and the years just roll by. Um, you know, one thing you have to do in order to do the work that you want to do is to plan ahead. Have a plan in mind. And keep in mind your family. The family comes first, even well, before your career or anything else. And as a result, you know, it's easy to tell people like, oh, just just quit the job you don't want to do and just do what you love. Yeah. You know, the money will reason. follow and all those other things that, um, you know, become sort of like, uh, where, you know, the, you know, I, I go to the bookstore and I find, oh, where's my LinkedIn book of sayings of uh, different things that will cheer people up in really depressing jobs where they want to move on. You have to take your family into account. You can't just leave a good job without um, a backup plan. Well, you know, if, if you want to go to work for yourself, you've got to keep in mind things like uh, insurance. Uh, maybe well, not life insurance use... or life support, but um, medical insurance is extremely important in the United States. So let's use my situation as, as the example yeah. here. Yeah. So I was 18 when I started doing what I was doing. Which is incredible. 18. Yeah. So I didn't have a family of my own. You know, I didn't have a wife. I didn't have kids. So I didn't, I didn't even, when I came to things like the stock options and the benefits, I was like, give me my money. I don't care about all that shit. Give me, give me as much money as possible right now. Um, and then, you know, then, then that's all I wanted. So, I mean, as a, but then as I got older, I, Started thinking that, like I, the herb who I just mentioned, he was like, "Man, you got to do the stocks." He goes, "I put a down payment on my house with the stock options from this place." So then I did it, and obviously I was grateful. Four hundred one k. I wish I was pumping so much more into that. I didn't care about any of that shit. I just wanted my money because it was just me, and I did. And I was living at home, and I was racking up money like crazy, and all this other stuff. But now, I just was kind of reaping the benefits when I was so young, and that's kind of the thing, like you said. You need to have a plan. I came right out of technical school. I did, I thought I wanted to do computers and do tech support, and then grant you know graduate at where we were at, where the, the the support of the support almost is what it was. That's what I thought I wanted to do when I was so young. So that's the route I kind of went. Yeah. As time came, probably ten years later, I realized okay, I don't like this anymore because I'm not getting to do anything else. There's no other opportunities opening up. I've been doing this for so long. I have no management experience from anywhere else. You know? Yeah. So what am I going to do? So what, I mean, what ended up happening is that I got stuck. So now if I wanted to become a manager, if I wanted to do a leadership role, I don't have any of that experience to bring to the table. And I... 
I don't know if it's because of that, because something that I've learned at my new position, because again, trying to go for leader leadership positions, nothing happening. No leadership positions happening. I'm stuck doing the same thing I've been doing for the last seven years now. I'm still stuck doing that because I have no experience to do anything else. And there's no faith in me to do anything else. So the question becomes, because these are the kind of talks what I had. It's like, so to hire someone within the company to become a manager, that you almost have to have that confidence in them already that they've been that they've been a manager. And I've tried that. And that shit doesn't work either. I feel like I'm just a little too rough around the edges. When I see who eventually gets hired, I'm like, okay, I know where they hired him and not me because they can mold him like clay and that ain't going to happen to me because clearly oh. I speak, I speak my mind too much. Go ahead. I have a question for you. It's, um, uh, <laughs> which is basically that, um, why do you want to be a manager in that particular position? So that's always is a question. Is something that you really love to do? Well, this is what I was. You're I was circling. good at it. This is something that I was. I was trying to circle back to that that, that you mentioned as well. So because I was doing it for so long, like you said, you didn't want to go somewhere else. Um, and, no, and I I didn't even feel like I wanted to stay with what I was doing. It's just that I was already good at it. I already had the experience to be better than anybody who had been hired more recently. Without that experience, I should mm -hmm. say, certainly people who are more intelligent, more qualified than me were being hired left and right um, with whatever backgrounds they might have had. But I at least had the experience and uh, pretty good ability to communicate, I thought. Mm -hmm. um, but um, on the other hand, I mean, I was like, well, uh, you know, what do I have to show for this after uh, X amount of time? You know, well, and uh, is this really what I wanted to wind up doing at the end. Yeah. Meaning that, uh, where do I go from here? And I hadn't, but now um, how long did you feel that. that way? Again, like you said, you didn't want to do something different, but you didn't want to do what you were doing, but you kept doing what you were doing. You didn't do anything to get out of it. Well, I thought I had, to be honest with you, I, I liked doing the training, but then the training changed and I didn't have any say in the direction that the training, uh, the training went in. Mm-hmm. Okay. As far as that goes, I, I rolled with it as much as I could, um, but it became pretty obvious that they wanted to go in a different direction or that at least they didn't want me helming it mm -hmm. at that point. I don't really want to go into the details about it uh, because I don't think that's uh, relevant for what we're talking about. But mm -hmm. um, I did want to say that I think that um, the direction I wanted to go in after that, I enjoyed uh, doing the videos, putting them out on YouTube, was sort of closed to me. And mm -hmm. it became something I couldn't do unless I left everything that I already knew. That was made very clear that I'd either have to move on to a completely different job. And if I wanted to stay with training, I would have to more or less be liable to be uh, shipped off to train elsewhere I, yeah, I remember at a moment's that. notice. Including training on things that, like I said, I didn't have any interest in. So I would have to train on any subject anybody gave me, whether I had an interest in it or any experience in it or not. And and that's exactly but, the way I feel about it is, okay, I've been doing this position for seven years, let's say, five years, let's say. I've contributed a lot to this area of the company. I yep. know a lot about this area of the company. I know th how things work in this area of the company. I'll use my team as an example. 
to say, okay, so a management position came out for the manager of this team. Why wouldn't I go for it? I've been working on this team. I know a lot about everyone. I've talked with everyone. I have a relationship with everyone on this team. Why wouldn't I be a good fit? Instead, what happens is, and again, and the person they hired, I, I very much like. But instead, what happens is someone gets hired from a completely different division of the company who has no idea about our product, no idea about anything that comes in. They're now the manager of my team coming in completely clueless on what we do. Well, do, do I, you have any insight as to why that is a very common theme when it comes to hiring a position, a leadership position? Management is different. It's just a completely different level of working. You're now uh, working for someone still, but now you have people working for you. And it's no longer what you're doing that's important. It's how it's getting done. You know, the, the end result has to be the same, but with quite a lot of, um, I guess, corporate mentality, mm-hmm. it's um, whatever gets you to the end at the lowest cost and the, the fastest turnaround time that you possibly can. And whoever might, um, uh, I don't know, um, whoever might be best at, um, just managing a team, irregardless of what they're actually working on. Yeah, and this I've is seen this too. in every job I've worked at, and, and I've, I've worked at a few. Somebody said so. He said he was a manager at McDonald's before he came there. It's absolutely true. I thought about that. I'm like, what if I did like, what if I just moved up the ladder at McDonald's, you know, on the side, and then okay, now I've got management experience. There you go. Because there, what for a time period, there was kids that they were hiring that were managers for the geek squad at best buy oh okay well now you're now you're the manager of this group come in here and do some little support for uh, a few months for six months and then we'll put you in a management position because you've got this kind of management experience like okay well i've been doing this shit for fucking 20 years i don't have any management experience so am i screwed uh no you're not Okay. You really want Explain to, to me how, because it. whatever I'm doing is not working. It's a matter of almost, I would say, compliance with um, getting onto a project and seeing it through to the end. Now, so without being a, a manager with a promotion, having something in the position you're already in, and uh, overseeing it, basically managing it, a project manager, for instance, did that, and um, did that a ton of times. And, Still no luck. Well, and, what was the end result of uh, doing the projects? Was there a sum up uh, at the end of it? Where um, did you no, have an evaluation of any kind about how that project ran? Not specifically. It was more a procedure change. Um, that I backed, I can think of two off the top of my head, one at the old company, one at the new company, um, procedure, procedure changes that had positive results that I guess it was on me that I didn't quantify them specifically to have that, to bring to the table, to say, here, look, here's what I implemented and here's how good it did, you know, again, which, which is what I need to do. And that's kind of the last conversation I had with, he was a, my former director where almost how it became to marketing myself in that way yes um, and that's a perfectly good point yeah is marketing yourself 
And he very much said, which it's crazy that it takes me 19 years to realize that you can't let the work speak for itself. Or I've been letting the work speak for itself. And that doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Letting the work speak for itself is not something to get on anybody's radar. Unless it's substantially better than everyone, anyone else's that you stand out. Like you'd have to be the perfect employee and a numbers game. And where we, where we come from in the support game, the numbers game is obviously the biggest thing. And there's a lot more to the numbers than just the numbers. And I've always been a, a lot more to the numbers than good numbers guy. Um, And that's why, you know, I still have a job is because obviously I'm valuable in a lot of other places which that part is noticeable, but not good enough where it's going to get me somewhere else. You know, it's it's, it's going to do just enough to keep me where I'm at. You see, you don't really strike me as a corporate person, as a, somebody who is like um, really wants to succeed in corporate land. Oh, I don't. I mean, you That's, are. The, the more I get shut down, you the have more. All of the, the talent, though. Well, here's something that used to. So look at all the projects you've done on your own. We're here because of you. This, yeah, all this of this around us, up. exists because of you. This shit don't matter at my job. Oh, really? If I focus this kind of energy at something at my job, maybe, but I don't know what. And it's funny that after all this time. I can't think of anything to do that with it. And I get so caught up in the current role. Like, cause now constantly, like my manager is having the talk with me of saying, let me know if there's a direction in the company you want to go to. And we'll look into that. We'll have those talks. We'll try to get you pointed in that direction. What can you do differently? Um, or what, almost like what kind of a job can you do differently? Bring something different from the way it's already being done. All of these tools that you've developed, um, just you know, looking around here, uh, I'm pretending that our uh, YouTube channel is uh, our uh, room that we're in right now, or our Facebook group, our room right now. All of this is yours. Everything here you've put together carefully. We're on StreamYard. We're not even on Zoom. And we're getting a better picture quality than I think I've ever seen on Zoom or on Discord or on um uh, whatever live meeting got replaced with by um, Microsoft. I like StreamYard. Uh, StreamYard's good. StreamYard's very good. Who found it? You. From other people, but yeah. I don't care. Does that matter? No. You did it. You take credit for it. You need to. Well, again, this is all stuff that I enjoy Bring this doing. kind of thing to the job you want to do there. Yeah. And that's true. Um, you know what a lot of it is? See, a lot of this Sometimes stuff is very much just marketing tools. Go ahead. It's it's me interrupting. Sometimes no, that's, it's that's right. me interrupting and marketing tools. What were you saying? I'm... No, I'm saying that's what a lot of this just does is. Like, this is just marketing, marketing, marketing. Okay, a podcast, a, a comic book, a, all this Do shit. you know how important marketing is? Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that. And it can be fun. It doesn't yeah. have to be a slog. It doesn't have to be, oh, I got to do social media. Oh, I do this. I do this stuff because it's fun, not because it's, you know, it ain't paying oh, I, I never got an impression from you that it isn't fun. You always look like um, your, your comments are witty. They're, they're on point. You're on time. And uh, it's everything you'd want to see in an operation, in a corporation. So why can't you segue what you do here to there? And bring it to a more fun level. 
you know, it's why would you want to be a manager? I guess is what I'm saying is that unless the manager position itself allows you more to do of what you do good at and you do well, plenty. Very what well. I was told is that it's a, a management position is a lot of the same. It's not anything different. So if I don't like what I'm doing now, I'm not going to like being a manager of that group because it's the same. I think that's that's different because it's tech support that I don't like anymore. People support I've learned to very much enjoy speaking with folks and helping folks and all that stuff. And that's what I try to express is I like being a leader. I like doing leadership things. I like taking control. I don't like being in charge of supporting a product that, you know, that uh, of doing it for so long too. the burnout factor sets in, unfortunately, and I'm just going through the motions, you know, I'm not another reason to get up and out of there and to something different. You have to get over the fear of, um, uh, well, maybe it's not the same for you. For me, it was the fear of um, going out and finding that I'm either too old, which is something you don't have to worry about for quite a while yet. I don't know, man. It's catching up on me now. Like I said, all these youngins are coming in. I'm now the guy that I used to talk shit to at the job. The guy who used to just be like, I know what I'm doing. I don't really feel that way because I honestly don't feel like I know what I'm doing at all. Still, (laughs) but I know there was we worked with people that were like, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for a long time. I'm fine. I can do this. I'm doing this just fine. I should be the manager because I've been doing this for long. I know what I'm doing. And now I'm in a position where these young kids are coming in and like, oh yeah, let's try this. Let's do that. And I'm like, we don't need to do all that. You know, there's there's no reason for that. But now I'm getting blown away by by these kids, and I'm just getting older. And they're younger and they're coming in again, like with management experience from who knows where. And that's what they're looking for. And I've been doing the same thing for so long. I don't have any new experience and new people come in and blow right past me out the gate. And I'm just the workhorse that keeps grinding. And I, I, so, I don't know. That's, you have to realize that a job can be either a bad job or a bad fit. And sometimes you don't have the tools in which to change the job so it fits you better. Because there's only so much you can change yourself to fit a job where you don't want to change. You don't want to compromise what it is that you really are passionate about. And like, well, I guess I don't really, I could settle for this. Yeah. I could settle for the second best product. I can settle for um, doing it this way. Here's the thing uh, that um, you'll, you're seeing you'll just continue to see more and more the longer you're there or the older that you get is that you'll suddenly see everything you went through come back and you'll be like watching other people arguing about something like, you you know, we, we, we tried that 10 years ago. Oh yeah. Uh, It didn't work. Would you like to know why? No. I see that now. They actually won't be interested in talking about it. And you there is something about being young without wanting to hear the old guy. Yeah. Like, hey, it didn't work when I was young. You know, it, because that it, it gets annoying to hear that too. I, I'm cursed with this ability to see both sides of these things. And it drives me absolutely crazy, <laughs> but it's true. You um, will see it come again and again of like, uh, we already did that. It didn't work because we didn't have the resources and you'll find people just like, let's push this person out of the way. Who's got objections or they see as maybe not being very, um, uh, I don't know, contributory. Somebody who's um, agreeing with everything that they say. Yeah. And then the next thing you know is you feel compromised because now you're agreeing with things 
and you've drawn a line in the sand and you're just watching that line get erased a little bit as you start saying like, oh, this isn't so bad. That's okay. Um, yeah. Even though you violently, you know, feel it in your soul that you disagree with the way something's happening. I mean, the, the or, whole... or you don't just don't care anymore, in which case it's good to go to a fresh job. It's good to do that. Yeah, you need to be you need to be rejuvenated. And re- I mean, sometimes even just talking about it, like just talking about it, kind of gets me motivated to. It doesn't last long, unfortunately, but it gets me motivated to just kind of dive back in and change things up. But then, like something will happen, and be like, ah, there it is again. There's that reason why I'm burnt out and pissed off in the first place. That's the reason, and it keeps coming up. I mean, the whole Cube Nerds brand stemmed from being miserable and nothing come of, coming of where I, what I was doing. And how can Well, I was I... in it with you back then, remember? Yeah. But like, yeah, okay, we were all it was really behind the eight ball. How can I take what I know and what I've done? How can I take 10 years of experience that's not doing shit for me at my job? And what can I do with that? And I'm like, oh, can I can I do a book? Maybe I could do a customer support training book. And I, you know, I, I, I I'm very much grounded in how I talk. You know, I don't really hold anything back, which was a problem at my old place. I toned it down a lot at my new place, and they actually told me they enjoy it. You know, they appreciate that I, that I have an opinion, even though it hasn't gotten me anywhere. But it was something that, and then you know, your then, honesty uh, always out. Uh, somebody said here because you're you're not a suck ass. A little bit. I know. I've, I've been moving my dad. Da- Which is true. You stay. There. You you always strike me as honest, and you do it in a witty way. But it's a problem at a at a corporate environment. It is if it's um not an appropriate meeting. But I don't think I've ever heard you say anything inappropriate during a meeting. Mm, you you know, the only time I think so. I've ever seen you um. Uh, is when you're on the phone with somebody and sometimes your voice gets loud, like mine does. If you remember me on the phone, just uh, you could hear me on the other side of the room when I would go like, oh my gosh, you got it! Or you know, something oh, like that. I have that, that problem really now. Working, <laughs> working, with, uh, working with my wife's on one side of the room and I'm on the other. We both have to be like, Shh. I'm on yes. the phone. That's exactly so what I, happened. I, I was like that. But anyway, so if if you do say something that is going to strike um, somebody with a suit as inappropriate, that's normally when that happens. But when you're in a professional um, meeting of some kind or on a phone call of some time, I've never heard you be anything but proper and yeah, I mean, in the right um, format of things, I guess. That's, I mean, again, that's what I try to do, obviously. I mean, at my last job, I, there was a lot of times where I got to the point where I just didn't hold back. And then, obviously, in hindsight, I'm like, God, what the hell was I thinking? I go through old Facebook statuses. Well, I'm like, oh, at my God, least what you didn't throw keyboards. Um, yeah, no. I and mice uh, didn't fly mm. through the air. <laughs> kind of did that sometimes. But again, I was young. I started when I was young. I was a kid. Yes. But I grew up and I was like, God, oh, well, it was so ridiculous. What was I doing? But that's where going to a different company entirely was hoping that fresh start was there. I was hungry right out the gate, and then eventually it was just down, 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 defeated, defeated, nothing happening, and then back to where I was last time. So obviously, because my wife said it too, the problem is me, because it's the problem is that you're just, um, you need to have a timer, and you have to have something to go to next, you know, uh, if you want to stay sane. 
Yeah. Now, th- this isn't like the, jeez, um, oh, uh, there, there is no analogy anymore. Everything changes so quickly. I can't even say like, oh, it's like in the days when they used to do this. Because those days, if they ever existed, you know, the, the good old days or whatever, were still in flux from whatever existed before that. Yeah. And uh, there are no companies where you just work an entire lifetime any longer and doing the same exact thing for 30 or 40 years. And thank goodness so much to do. you would go nuts. You'd yeah. be on an assembly line. If you well, were doing something like that. Some my, people used to enjoy that. My dad, as the example, my dad was a union iron worker for, ah, I don't know, over 40 years. And, and my grandfather. Yeah. And he loved it. Your grandfather was an iron worker? Not an iron worker, but he was an engineer. Okay. Um, you remember the Hoffman LaRoche building? No. Or do you know where that is? Oh, no. He was one of the people who helped build it okay. back in the day. And yes. He had welding stuff and all that. And, uh, yeah, you know what? That's like a satisfying job. And I don't get that out of out of our job. Like my dad never complained about work. He was gone in the morning. But when I got up for school, he was already gone and working. And that's when I was like, man, I never want to do that job. Because I don't want to get up for school, let alone get up for work earlier than I'm already getting up and do that. But he did it and he never complained and he loved yeah. it. Yeah. And because because it was always it was different places, different jobs. It, it, it was fresh, but it was something enjoyable. Not again, not sitting at a desk, staring at a computer screen. Now, also, the my, uh, my dad was the same kind of thing. Never complained. But um, as soon as he retired, uh, that was it. He was he never like, well, dad, you ever miss? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the thing, too. Like, Whoa. Because I cause didn't my dad, realize what sacrifices he had made. Yeah, he was to worried. Put, um, food on the table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I and said, I think a job that I never was wanted to do. one of the main things I wanted to mention about why it's so hard to get out of a rut is the fact of you wanting to take care of your family, and yeah. you don't want to risk. Um, you don't want to risk a uh, losing a job. You don't want to risk moving to another job and then suddenly getting fired. Or finding or feeling that oh I'm not measuring up the stress is just too much I can't take it anymore and maybe my family doesn't have to eat this month mm-hmm. that's well, that, oh, the main reason at always least for me that it was hard for me to move that's absolutely from one true. job to another that's exactly because you can't because always when you hear of something big happening is you know if somebody makes a giant move or they take a bold step it's because they got nothing to lose yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hold on one sec. Oh, hello. Hold on one sec. Oh, okay, you're home. Uh, anyway, I I just okay. wanted to say to the people still listening here um, that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't hear you because I took is, my headphones off. But yeah, take over, Scott. Is that mic's right? And um, it's something to be extremely mindful of is uh, not wanting to put your family at risk. But that being said. It's best to always go in with a plan. Anytime you have a job, always be prepared for what happens next. Don't um, just leave it there and let the days go on and like, well, it's today was a great day. Today's a good day. Tomorrow. uh, And okay, that was all right. The week went okay. But at some point, everything ends. And at some point, the... The team that you're with, people leave, people move on. 
You can have a great time with a certain uh, group of people in a certain position, but everything changes at some point. Be prepared ahead of time. Don't just um, not have a plan. And so if you want to learn from anything that I've done wrong in the past, I've done plenty wrong. I don't think I was the best manager that I could have been, although I was a manager for about 15 years in total, mostly retail. And um, it's just uh, a matter of uh, making sure that if you don't have any time to think creatively or in your free time to get out of that position that you're in. There's nothing so bad as just working yourself to death or, um, you know, that doesn't help your family any if you're not in a position that you can pull back out of what you're doing if it's really going to, uh, what was that, uh, if, if it's a, a position that's going to um, impact your family negatively as far as your own health goes. So anyway, um, Something else that um, we wanted to talk about tonight was, um, um, if you give me a second here, I've got notes hidden down here somewhere. And okay, so what about um, doing things creatively? All right, let's say you're in a uh, job, um, you know, a desk job kind of thing, which is the background that I've had and that uh, Mike has had. And um, you, you want to get out of that. Um, maybe you have a little bit of time where your days are not too long and your family life isn't too strenuous. Now, uh, what Mike was telling me earlier that I've been through before is uh, sports for your kids, for instance. That takes a lot of evening time uh, away from you. How about helping your kids with homework? That's time that should be very valuably spent as well. Not to mention reading to your kids. As a reader, I can tell you it's very important that you read with your kids and turn the screens off for a while. And uh, that's uh, one of the best tips that I can give you is that um, I, when my kids were young, I told them to, they could stay up late, you know, um, even with the light on as long as the screens were off. So um, you don't have to fall asleep right now. You can still read. If you don't want to read, lights are off. And we would just uh, call it that. But anyway, so you've got all of the family time that you've been spending. You've got the time you spent at work. What's left? Do you have any time to do anything for yourself? You do. No matter yes. what you think, you do. And it's a matter of planning. Be very careful with it. Give yourself some health time. Every day I try to walk. Every day, even when I was working full time, that was my lunch half hour, whatever it was, get out of the building, walk around. Cold? Who cares? Snow? Screw it. Uh, I'm walking in the snow then. Whatever. Just to get out of the building, breathe a little by myself, just carve a little bit of um, time where I could disengage my brain out of work mode and into anything else mode whether it be a podcast to which I owe Mike my thanks for giving me that as an out in the years before I didn't have anything to focus my mind out outside of worrying about work. You got me into the Nerdist podcast. 
I remember back that. Back in the day when there weren't any other podcasts to speak of. I know. I love podcasts. I was thinking about it today because there was a wrestler named Mick Foley who has his own podcast. And he put it off for like four years. He's like, aren't there enough wrestling podcasts? <laughs> you know, because there are. There's 100 million wrestling podcasts. But and I said this to to Seth, remind you of a business. I'm like, man, the cream rises to the top. You know, I mean, if it's interesting, plus it's just enjoyable to do in the first place for us. Yeah. But if it's good and it's interesting, I mean, people will gravitate to it. You keep spreading the word about it and marketing it and it'll it'll grow and grow and grow. And, you know, because everybody's unique. Everybody's got their own voice. So there could be 100 people talking about wrestling and it could be 100 good podcasts because but for 100 different people, because somebody like might like this one and not like that one because they like those guys and what they talk about. I want to touch on real quick. My dad threw out. It's my fault. I instilled an iron worker attitude in you. I remember there was a guy we used to work when he talked about unionizing. He was jo- jokingly talking about <laughs> yeah. unionizing this. Uh, I, I know who support. you're talking about. Yeah. And he was like, imagine <laughs> if we did that. And I would go to my manager and be like, fuck you. You can't talk to me like that. Because <laughs> I heard about guys getting into fights and all kinds of shit. You know, you know HR department on the, on the, the job site. That's true. Yeah. There are I mean, certainly a lot harder jobs than doing desk jobs. I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, so. Another thing too is construction. The the oh. idea came up of more money. More money is a good thing. Yeah, it can be a bad thing. I, uh, you you'll tell me if you think of one, but um, <laughs> more money is a good thing. Anything that helps you to not, uh, jeez, <laughs> if you've been poor or if you've ever lived out of your car, I think you'd know that. Um, Having a little bit of, jeez, um, uh, uh, it it solves problems. Yeah. More money. More money can be a very important factor. Now, I think for a lot of things, the only reason you do a new job is for more money. Is it a good enough reason, though? Well, however, I think in a corporate environment, it's not the case. Because I'm to the point now where, I mean, I do okay on money. You know, I mean, I'm not struggling between my wife and I. I mean, even with all the shit we've got going on, we're thankfully not struggling. Um, But I don't look I like if I need a new job, it doesn't have to pay me more money at this point. I'm willing to take a lateral move to do something different because I'm so fed up with what I'm doing. Yeah, or recognition. You know, let's 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 we'll take that. <laughs> take that over money at this point because I do all right yeah. with the money. Um recognition but yeah but i mean so it's not always about money anymore i feel like in a corporate place it's it's not about money because i mean we definitely had the conversations and arguments in the past about well look you got me doing all these other new tasks and you're not paying any paying me many more money for it in a corporate environment yeah you're doing all these these tasks you're not getting more money for it and yeah you hope you get the recognition that they see that and they're stepping stones to move ahead how many times are you doing all that extra work and you get nothing out of it? All Plenty the time. of times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and every time and every manager has they read from the same book where they tell you like, oh, well, sometimes you need to move. You kind of you you hit the ceiling here. So you need to move over so you can start going up again. And it's like, OK, I get that. But now like it's just to the point of happiness. Like I'm willing to do a lateral move. I, without a right. regress nor money just to do something that I would enjoy doing 
and not feel so burnt out anymore at this point. All other duties are assigned by as assigned Dave, by Dave Gould. All the duties as assigned. Yes, which What's, means that um, whatever isn't in your um, job description has now become your job description by saying that your job is this and everything else that we decide to give you. I haven't heard that term. I'm not familiar with that. That's funny. I heard it. I clearly, because you corrected me, all other duties as assigned. Okay, so yep. whatever plate for um... <laughs> that means whatever we tell you to do, you do it. You're our bitch. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> dance, yeah. you mud turtle, dance. So, <laughs> to quote from the movie The Ten Commandments. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, um, but I mean, and I get—I don't worry yeah. about that anymore either. Where it's like, look, because I, I always hated that. I always hated, well, that's not my job. Like, tough shit. You know, your job is a lot of things. You know, I, I never looked at it as, oh, that's right. not my job. You're because right. the mentality should be like, yeah, okay, well, let me take that on. And then with the hope that I look good that I took that on well, and it helps me get ahead. Now, th there is an understanding about that, but then there is also the uh, pushing it too far bit of it. Now, uh, what do you mean by pushing it too far? Of In France, a few years ago, like five, I think they passed a law that um, uh, companies weren't allowed to fire people. Oh yeah, which is job security, huh? That's, You're not yeah. allowed to get fired. Um, and um, until there was a recession, in which case companies basically were losing money because they weren't allowed to lay anybody off. They had to keep them employed. Yeah. So how do you get somebody to leave who doesn't want to leave that you can't get to leave? You change their job. You mm -hmm. take somebody who's done this and you put them in a sales job or something. And people you make start them to so miserable that they, that they quit. Oh, yeah. I've seen that where it takes months to fire somebody because they're just doing nothing. But they don't want to fire them because they, they don't want to deal with the hassle. Yes. Uh, so you can stress somebody out to the extent that they will quit, even though it's not in their best interest money wise mm -hmm. to quit. Yeah. And so there again, something that's even more important than money is just the fact that if whether you have livable conditions at your office or not. Yeah. Yeah. How much how much can you tolerate that we're going to throw at you? Have you heard of this one before? I'm giving you an unrecognized promotion. No, I haven't. I hope that's not an actual thing that, that an unrecognized say. promotion. I don't yeah. even know what that means. The assistant to the oh, the you're getting a new title. You're getting a new title, um, okay. and that that falls into one of my corollary laws of business, which is you are a, an hourly employee until there is no way on God's green earth that you can get your job done in less than forty hours a week. At which point, hey presto, you are now salaried. Yeah, that just happened. We we just switched to hourly, and now we have to punch in and out for our which means you get lunches. Yes, you're a contractor. In which case, um, you get nothing. Which yeah. of course means that most of the people who are being hired these days are being hired as contractors. But it's obviously, you know, it's not all the overtime you can handle. It's like, you know, we're going to monitor your overtime, make sure you're not racking up too much overtime, because yes. then we have to compare that to your numbers to make sure you're doing all that work that matches up with all that overtime 
And I've seen this again and, and again and exactly. again. I have seen the never-ending pendulum swing back and forth between, you know, hourly salary, exactly. benefits, no benefits. And, um, you know, you're not telling me anything I haven't seen at least five times. Yeah. And dance the dance of working for the company. That's what it is. Well, again, um, it does bring down to, like, is this the job you want? So I, I think that's really what we're talking about here. You you are uh, making a case for like, you know what? I'm in a desk job I don't like. I want to stay in the desk job I don't like and make it better. Maybe get a promotion to do uh, a job where I get to do something I haven't done before. I want the chance to do that. You don't necessarily want to leave. So just be in business for yourself. Is well, I know correct? some people, I would love to be in business for myself. Maybe that's where the leadership stuff comes into. I don't like. You've already uh, taken a leadership role in this. Yeah, I know. But all the social all media me. anybody, stuff that you're doing, anybody your can, own comic book. Anybody company, can do that. And comic. No, no. Anybody can do it. Almost no one does it. Okay. I mean, that's true. Don't. But. Shorts. Um, or whatever the expression is. <laughs> well, I mean, again, I'm just, give yourself just some props, logical. man. Because it's not, I mean, again, yeah, it's stuff that, that takes a lot of work, but it it can grow a lot more if I put a lot more work into it. I mean, that's just how it goes, but which I don't do. But I mean, it's all stuff that, you know, that, and that, like I said, that, that anybody could do, you know, I mean, this stuff's not hard, um, but you, you just have to work at it to do it. Um, and I lost my train of thought where I was going with it. I just meant, um, take some credit you know, when when I'm trying to say like, wow, what a great job you're doing, um, you can monetize that. Oh, you yeah. can go into business well, that's for yourself. The, I'm that's just saying the, the you want to be here. careful of um, moving all of your eggs from one basket to another one where you're in charge of the basket. That's completely different. If you want to talk about managing, that's managing. Because that means that not only am I in charge of this team of people, but everything is under my umbrella, if not my control. When I, you know, like, okay, if, if our project fails, um, I'm at fault. Not only am I uh, responsible for it, but um, bad things can happen because it didn't work. Well, how about this? Can I put this on a resume and say hosted two podcasts with two different co-hosts uh, for over 50 episodes? Yes, you can. It depends on what the resume is for. But if you're talking about management experience, yeah, this is a project. You've successfully okay. pushed it further. I'm you created you... your own business. I'm... Oh, I'm I'm pretty good at managing uh, what I'm working on. I'm interested. You've but... juggled this with family life and work life. See, I'm interested in that. Let's go down that rabbit hole. Do you honestly think that that if this was on? If I went through all the stuff I've been doing on a resume, that it would look good for someone looking for a leader or a manager. Yes, it would. On my own, I decided to do this. This is something I wanted to do. This is something I did. This is something I made work. See, I guess that depends. Because to me, that's like, that's all right. That's like, that's like kid shit. Like if somebody did that, it'd be like. No, it's not kid shit. I don't, not I don't at know. all. You you don't. 
That's how I feel. If you read that on a resume, you'd be like, oh, okay. That's just saying like, you know, I have an Instagram page. Like, no shit. Everybody has an Instagram page. You have a podcast. Yeah. Okay. Where's the podcast? Everybody and their grandma has a podcast. Where's your podcast available? Is it only on Podbean? No, it's everywhere. Yeah. What do you say about the people who started their own podcast, but they only have one or two outlets for it? Or they don't have a Facebook presence or a Twitter presence or an Instagram presence or a TikTok presence. But that's the thing. All that stuff is free and anybody can do it. That's why I think it that it doesn't stand out. Everybody manages to do all those and to keep it up. You've already broken the rule of three. You you've managed to um uh basically keep doing this for more than three months. Yeah. Or three episodes. What is the um actually that's not the magic number for podcasts that fail. What is it? Eight? Seven or eight? Eight, eight episodes? Yeah. I don't know. After I would, that, it uh, falls into limbo and you never I would believe ever that. hear of it again. I think because I think about that a lot. Like you might have an idea, but that idea only lasts you so long. You need to yeah. keep up on stuff. Like, I don't know how the hell I've done this for 32 episodes. And I used to be like that, too. It was the same kind of thing. For me, it was mostly because when I was working full time for someone else, it became more than full time. So that um, in addition to the hours I was working, and I was always paid fairly for the hours that I worked, I was never asked to work off the clock. And um, any time that I put in more work or worry, that was all on me. And that's because for whatever reason, I'm just, um, uh, I've, I've, I'm, I'm of the mindset that everything has to be perfect. You know, I just like, uh, I, <sighs> I don't know. It's something in my makeup, which is I must be OCD or something where I just like everything just has to uh, have be nicely tied up uh, with a bow and that kind of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, of course. So when I worked full time, all of my time that I wasn't working was spent worrying about work or like, you know what, if I come in a little bit earlier, I might be able to juggle this a little bit better. But knowing that, all right, well, if I'm coming in earlier, then uh, whatever. Well, going down that, going down that rabbit hole too. See, I was, I was. You seem to be better at time management than I was, and considering that uh, the department we worked for was time management, that doesn't reflect well on me, does it? (laughs) See what I did there? Good one. Well, again, but to go to that, like you know, we we reference Bert all the time, and Bert always told me that, like, because I. Because he, he compares me to Ralph Cramden. We've said that. We've talked about that. Every day I would go up to him and be like, all right, man, here's what we're going to do. You know, is my new thing that come up. But he said when you have kids, it'll be different. Yeah, it is. And I was like, I don't know, man. I think I'm still going to, you know, want to want to do stuff. And then actually when I and then even after I had my son for a while, I was still like that because I actually sat next to I was in uh, Florida for a conference at my, you know, my position. And I sat next to the director on the bus to the thing. So my boss's boss, I sat next to him and I talked his ear off for the ride. And he told me that you look at your family first and your kids come first and all that stuff. Because I was like, all right, what can I do to get ahead? How can I do this? I mean, I'll, I'll do, you know, I'll do whatever it takes, you know, this and that other stuff. And then it took me, I mean, I don't know when the, the turning point was. But I'm very much in a like, 
man, I want to spend all day with my kids. I don't need this shit. You know, I mean, I, I'd give everything up for all that. And that's also too that where it comes into wanting to be a comic book writer, wanted a podcast because that's stuff that I can do on my time and I can manage my time as I want. So I can spend more time with my family. You know, I'm in my wife's situation, the whole nine, like I, I, it's all about now just wanting to spend more time with my family and Good. then having this job that especially that I'm not happy doing, it just takes me out of it even more. And that's, I think, a problem. So it, so we've, we've gone through the point of being young and started and hungry and wanting to do it all to now traveling through all the stages in life to being like, well, like I, this is just getting in the way of the rest of the stuff that's going on. So, and and it's it's a tough battle because now it's like okay I mean and I think I thought about it the other day too because there's people that obviously are devoted to their jobs and they 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 work hard at their career and all that other stuff that have families it's just different strokes for different folks but now, me looking at that aspect now it's like yeah man that that ain't me I, work is so so a distant second right now but I, so I mean again it's 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 a hard aspect. Cause then it's like, okay, do I just keep going through the motions so I can just get by and cause it's working out. Okay. Doing what I'm doing, or do I need to keep working at it to keep working hard here? So, you know, and also working hard there and then that's taxing, you know, you have to know what you want to do next. Uh, if I can't give you anything from my, whatever number of years it's of experience has been, it's that, you do need to know what you want to do next. Don't fall into the lull of like the job's going to last for as long as it lasts. Have the next thing actively go out and start preparing for the next job you want to do or until you're finding the perfect job. Remember, the end result is supposed to be the big T-shirt that says I heart work. Meaning that everything that you're doing is exactly what you want to do. You wake up that day and you're like, great, I get to do this today. I didn't get to do that yesterday, but today I get to. And if not, well, then I've got all the other things that I don't hate doing. Oh, my gosh. Now, do you be somebody do you will pay me for it. Oh, my gosh. How about that? Do you believe in the philosophy or the, the I guess, the expression that it's why it's called work? If it was fun, it wouldn't be called work? It, uh, if it's... um. If it's got a little pithy saying, it needs to go fuck itself because I've just, uh, I've just about had it with the little, uh, the sayings. Like I said, I, you know, the little LinkedIn uh, dictionary of like uh, little aphorisms, like, oh, you know, uh, you know, I, I, never it's like, I it's don't like have all, an example. It's like they're but, all dated uh, now. People need to come up with new sayings. Well, there should be more to get you to think about the right thing to do for yourself than just a little um, something that's, uh, you know, sewn onto a little uh, tablet that you put on your uh, wall somewhere that says, you know, God bless this house or something like that. It, it's you, you need something a little bit more meaty than that. And I'm just saying that the whole goal is to just do what you enjoy doing that you're good at doing. Even if you don't enjoy it, if you're really good at it, there is some satisfaction, sometimes at least, of really doing a really fine job, even if you didn't like it, as long as it brings joy to somebody else or satisfaction to somebody else or has a good end result. So let's talk about that now. 
because yeah. you bring up a good point with that. And this is something that actually we just brought up in my company. Watched a video on it. We talked about it where now instead of, I wish I could remember the example they used, but if they're, Oh, if you get a, if you got a report card in school and you got, a, you got an F in math, but you got an A in social studies, which subject are you going to focus on more? Obviously, you're going to focus on math because you failed math. You need to work on math. But now that changed. Unless it's a drag. It could be an anchor that's well, actually you dragging go. you down. Do you need the math? You know, Or is it just distracting you from something you didn't actually need to worry about? And that's actually the case that they're focusing on is now do you focus on your strengths and what you're good at rather than just worrying about working on getting better at your weaknesses? It's almost like a character in Dungeons and Dragons, isn't it? No. Do, do you build elaborate. up? A... <laughs> well, you have a character sheet, right? Mm-hmm. With all the different things. It's like, hmm, I have so many points I can allocate to these things. Do, do I put more into strength or intelligence or this? You know, well, what parts do I build up? Um, or, you know, what, what can I ignore and then really pile up um, on you know, uh, strength points for whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I have played Dungeons and Dragons in a while, but um, it, it's the same with like a character sheet where you just, you're, you're developing a character and you want the character to be well-rounded, but not um, too weak in something that it can't afford to be weak in. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I guess. See, I, I like, see, because then the concept to me comes up here, going back to what we were saying is, Yes, Dang I saw it. that. Yeah, Who all those old sayings are still around because my father, of oh. course, because they're usually true. I don't know. They about are that. true, but because I don't know the about fact that, that they're um, just a little quotable thing, it's just uh, I don't know. There's too many. I hate self-help books. Yeah. Let me just say that, and that anytime I see a little aphorism that makes me uh, like, because things are different. Things are different for everybody. That's why somebody's. Self self help self help book might work out for five people over here, but not for ten people over there. You know, so it's it's different for everybody. But now going back to the other aspect of it is well, how do you I, kn- I have something else that might shed a little light on that. Go ahead. Which is that um, if, if you're a an audiobook narrator, that's one of the most popular subjects is a self help book. Because out of the gazillions of self-help books that uh, come up all the time for self-published or just regular books, only a very few have any real background or really know what they're talking about. Most of the rest are just people like, oh, look, I could write a book and possibly make money because I think I know what I'm talking about. But what I'm saying is- I don't have any credentials. It may uh, not help every single person that reads it. Or I might not get through to every single person that reads it. Ten people read that book. Five people might throw it out the window and five people might live by it. I just uh, wanted to be wary of people who might take you down a dead end. Yeah. And then once you've uh, exhausted the possibilities that the author has given you, you're left with nothing else to do and your life can implode (laughs) if it's a very bad self-help book. Yeah. Remember there used to be books like with titles like Looking Out for Number One? by Robert Ringer once upon a time. 
Um, you know, and there's the seven habits for seven highly effective people. There are all sorts of books out there. That one's by Steve Covey. He's, he's pretty good, but, um, um, just, just be careful. You know, are you going to follow a self-help book because it's like a guru or because the author knows what they're talking about? Well, that's the thing. I mean, especially now I get friend requests on Instagram from people who are like life coaches and they're like half my age. I'm like, what do you know about life? You don't know shit about life. You know, my life coach. Uh, Depends on the person. It really does. So now also too, because we don't have to be old to have life experience. Yeah. Well, that's true. You have to be old, but maybe you haven't seen the shit I've seen, you know? Um, It depends on the background and the person. Yeah. But really it's just kids wanting to, you know, post a bunch of pictures of them traveling and being like, Hey, I've been to different lands. So I'll teach you how to be happy. Fuck out of here. Um, but so talking about focusing on your strengths and what you're good at. Yes. See, to me, it's challenging to know what you're good at. I don't, I, to focus on my strengths over my weaknesses. I don't know what strength I have to focus on. Well, sometimes that's why it's good to get another person's point of view. And by that, it could be something as simple as seeing a therapist. Yeah. Now, remember that therapy uh, in the last 50 years or more has gotten a lot more traction in society because this is one of the ways to cope with a world that changes every single three months these days where the rules are different at the end of the year than they were at the beginning of the year. And if you can't see what your own strengths are, it's good to be able to talk to someone. Um, And most medical insurance plans pay for somebody, just a a regular therapist, a psychologist, not a psychiatrist is, uh, could be very beneficial. Most people I know have a therapist or have seen one. Yeah, I'm pretty most, sure most I've of them. Seen... It's it's not just a few or like, oh, I've got a few friends. No, it's almost everybody. Oh yeah. I saw one for a couple sessions. Um I couldn't afford to keep paying for it. Um but I well, believe like my... I said, it depends on the circumstance and the Yeah. Insurance. I, I believe my company offers something for free like that. Most companies offer these days a good wellness yeah. program, and wellness includes medical fitness. Uh, I'm sorry, health, uh, mental fitness. <laughs> Hold on one sec. Uh, we have another. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah it's it's. About... <laughs> there you so are. yeah, so yeah, change is inevitable, no matter if you make it or the job does. Better that it is you. Scott is right. Keep working at what you have already built. See, now that's, but again, that goes back to what I initially said. Cutting edge. Never lose sight of it. But that that goes back to. You are good at something. Well, but again, talking about what we did much earlier on saying, okay, I worked in this department for a while. I know a lot about this department. And. So why wouldn't I be good at leading this department? That is working at what I've already built. Working at what I've already built it's, isn't working It's a anymore. different job altogether. Um, and that's something that um, it takes a long time to understand. Uh, even with retail, where, um, you know, basically you get to be manager by not quitting. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, but that's basically know, whoever's there works, longest, right? Whoever's left, like uh, who gets the key next? Um, he's still here. Give it to him. Oh, that was everybody Mark. else quit. That was Mark who said that. Ah, okay. I thought it was. Uh, yeah. So here's and then here's one from my dad saying, "What made me good and get to the top of my field was never thinking I was good enough." Which that I get too. You always have to be challenged. As soon as you, um, like, that's what I was trying to say before. You have to keep that edge. Whatever you're good at needs to stay sharp. So that, um, that's, that's your leading edge. You know, if you're Captain America, man, that shield's kind of important, right? Yes. You know, if you drop it on the ground, you let it get dirty, you forgot where you left it, like, oh my gosh, you know, how much is that little helmet thing going to help you? Not much, just saying. So, um, in any event. You've got to uh, just. Ah. All right, you get attacked by your uh, headphones. Something like that. Uh, I can't remember what I was talking about now. Um. <laughs> I zoned out too. I was listening though. And now Scott, I come home. I hit Way a brick. W- hit a brick wall. Uh, anyway, I oh that's right. Uh, we were talking about um, keep what you're good at in sight, and because that is something that um, makes you. Um, well, everybody's replaceable anytime you work for a company. Otherwise, they wouldn't um, ever be able to close entire departments down, that kind of thing. Um, or just uh, meld them, change them, whatever. I guess all I'm trying to say is that um, management may just be a different animal than you think it is. It's not just a progression from um, uh, I learn, I did, I did, I did, and then I did this. I think what you're thinking of in terms of manager means uh, almost more like trainer or the the person who knows everything at the top who can now share all of that with below, as opposed to a manager who's there just to do something completely different. I suppose, but I, I do look at it. I mean, again, I've been around long enough to know what a manager does, and I don't I don't know everything about everything, so that's why I should be the one in charge. I think it's more so the one that wants to take control and be a leader of the group. And I think a lot of not really a lot of folks in my group wanted that responsibility because, uh, I mean, none of them in my group went for the role. I was the only person in my group who went for the position. Right. Um, you know, so, I mean, it shows that I, I, I want to do more to it. Um, I don't think I marketed myself because, well, that's a whole, it's again, it's a whole other story. The guy who was the hiring manager was actually only in that role for like three months and then he left to go to a different role again. So, and yet he hired somebody and is supposed to know my whole story and their whole team and blah, blah, blah. It's all deal. But that's, I guess, the nature of the beast because the constant revolving door of people moving around and doing new things. Yes, that's right. So, I mean, it's really, you know, just getting the shaft again and again and again. But you can't look at it like that. That doesn't do you any good. And it doesn't do you any justice. That's true. Yeah, no, that's true. If um, if you get the feeling like that, then you need to leave that position. If you can't um, make a difference in it to the, the people who are directing that position. Keep in mind, they're playing a different game than you are. They have maybe the same end results that they're looking for, but um, they're you know most of the time when you start to rise in a company you're also looking to justify your position in that company and there's no one who's at so much of a risk of um, being 
gone or disappeared, I guess is a better verb to disappear somebody, is middle management. They're the ones who are trying to justify their roles to upper management. And, you know, upper management sometimes can be clueless. You know, you've heard about all those uh, Twitter uh, tweets from uh, and to uh, Elon Musk that got um, revealed during one of those uh, trials. And it was basically a whole bunch of billionaires who just talking up each other's uh, storm or whatever the phrase is, um, just who didn't sound like they had any plans. It just sounded like, geez, you guys are billionaires and you don't really have an idea what you're talking about. I didn't hear about that. Uh, it just it was like, wow. Hmm. You know, like, oh, I think we can do this by uh, doing that. Uh, like, huh? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know what it is? It's like uh, uh, the person above you wants to do less. So you don't know that you to do more. You don't know that you, well, actually maybe you do. Uh, But there are some people who are above you who are really dedicated. I don't know. I always thought, I I don't, yeah. Whenever I I got up higher, I always wanted to be the good guy and not this, the person who was like, Oh, so-and-so's never there. I guess, um, you know, that manager doesn't care. But I feel like give all the work to somebody else. I didn't want to be that guy. And I I feel like you'd want your subordinates to make your job easier. Yeah, but I would want to do it without making the subordinates suffer. Okay. But then I would micromanage. Uh, So I wasn't, I'm not a good example (laughs) of uh, what to do. I'm a good example of like, okay, let's, Let's be careful about this. Remember, I spent years in the last job um, not really knowing what was going on or having a a clue as to um, the changes that were coming. Remember when we had all new bosses put in and it took me forever to try to figure out like what they wanted me to do, what they didn't want me to do. I just don't seem to be very intuitive Mm -hmm. sometimes as to what um, the end result is that was looked for. You know, and as a result, I probably came across as a little short-sighted as far as um, what the big boss really wanted, which was completely different from what my own boss had mentioned at the time and didn't realize there was something that was uh, not adding up. Yeah. Being too vague. I know that, but... Um, that's, yeah, that's all right. See, I've had... So let's say I've been with this company seven years... I think already, which is nuts thinking about it. Um, And I've had seven different managers. And uh, the last job that we worked at together, we've had several. And actually, after you left, I had several different managers. Yeah. Well, after after I left, things went even crazier over there. Yes. Yeah. Because that was the whole regime change. And that was. So you should expect the mess, especially if you're in a big company, it's going to happen. Do you want to be in that environment? But then now, again, because that who does who does that hurt? That hurts somebody trying to get ahead. There's and there's plenty of people in their positions who are just fine. Like I remember when I first got to this company, I went out to lunch with some guys and I was like, so what's, uh, what's, and I was here like a couple months and I asked them, Hey, what's up with you guys? What's, uh, you know, what's, what's next for you guys? And they were like, nothing. I'm kind of, I'm kind of good where they're, where I'm at, you know? And I was like, really? Like, that's it. Like you guys are just like fine with this job, with this, you know, working where you're at. And 
you know, and then they were now one of them is a manager and one of them is like, he still does support, but he does like special support for a special group. But you want more than they did. I know you. Well, yeah, and I know you um, Hell yeah. will do better. You don't. I really think that wanting to be a manager where you are is incorrect. I think you should either have a position that you. As opposed to what's available to you, look to see what there is in that company that you would prefer to do. Well, see, and that's where I'm at right now is I need to look and see what interests me. Cause I mean, now again, outside You're good of at what you do, I because already I, I tried leadership and leadership obviously isn't for me. So now outside of leadership, I have to think no, don't, about don't, don't search for me. Um, cite yourself or whatever the word is like, no, there's too many times Lead, leadership ain't for me. I'm too rough around the edges. If it hasn't happened in 12 years or 20 years, it ain't going to happen. If you want to be a leader, then you can become one. Yeah. Well, then maybe I don't want to become one. Then that's, that's maybe, maybe you know maybe I don't want to become the type of leader they're looking for. That's a that's, that's a good answer actually. And so yeah. yeah, like like Scott said, never lose that edge and keep up the good keep up the good work ethic. And that's that's obviously something that you have to maintain, and it becomes very difficult. But you know, uh, it still I think needs that's to be um, a good point. Is that um, your work ethic is wonderful? Uh, I've. Jeez, you you don't even rest. Uh, I I I wonder how many people really you give me, you underestimate give me way too much credit now. Just maybe how I, many maybe people I put on a in good this show. country really do want to work? People always oh welfare, you know everybody's uh, looking on the dole, blah 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 blah. How many people do you ever know who are like near poverty? Really, really do not want to be on the dole. I don't think I know anybody who's poor who would take any charity that they could possibly avoid getting uh, outside of people who have been hurt in some way or uh, people who have become, uh, I don't know, depressed beyond belief. I, sure I think I... most of the people in this country really do have that work ethic. I don't oh, yeah. think you're um, taking uh, credit. Well, I think a, a problem, too, is I think a lot of younger folks hold out for stuff like this. I can make money. There's a dude I listen to and I talk about him all the time. His name's Gary V. And yeah. he talks about about the what you can do now. He's like, if you love the Smurfs, start an Instagram page and a podcast about the Smurfs and talk about the Smurfs and grow a following around the Smurfs and you could monetize that and you can make money about the Smurfs. So just talking about the Smurfs peanut right. butter. You love it. If there's a peanut butter, you love, you can sponsor that, that if you can get big enough where that peanut butter will sponsor you and pay you to, to now you're an, you know, you're a, you're an influencer for that peanut butter. And that's, I think what a lot of like, why am I going to put in a lot of effort to do this shit when I can actually do something that I enjoy doing? And if I start working at it now, by the time it comes, I will be even better at it. Yeah. Somebody said, I believe, I believe you too, Scott, a very small percentage of people want to be on welfare. And I think that's, that's true. But again, for for younger folks, for, for younger folks that aren't, that don't have that problem yet, I don't think that work ethic is there. 
where they have to worry like, like oh my god i gotta hurry up and get a job it's like no they're still working at home. they're still living at home they're not scraping it they know they're not scraping nickels together right now when you're scraping nickels together then yeah you got to find a job but there's plenty of people who aren't in that much of a hole yet that are not willing to dive into the workforce and start building their careers yet it's only when it's too late which we might not see for another few years that there's another boom because people are desperate now. Like, okay, shit, I need to start making money. And what I originally had planned out is not working out. Uh, society is changing. It's not what it was when you were a kid. It is not what it was when I was a kid. And, yeah. um, but you're you can right. do so um, much more now. Kids don't want to go out and get to that job when they're 15 anymore. They don't want to go and deliver newspapers anymore. No, Although I don't recall the last time I saw a newspaper delivery boy. Because they can make content on TikTok and hopefully it blows up and then they can make money being sponsored on TikTok with ads. That's or YouTube a pretty videos. small percentage of people. It but is. Yes, they are using social media and the technology that we have now to monetize in ways that we didn't think of or that wasn't available to us when we were younger. Exactly. So if we I wanted think... to make money, we couldn't have used anything electronic. And I think that's uh, what deters people from diving into a much harder workforce because they can focus on doing shit like that. And that's where it comes to where people don't want to work. It's not that they don't want to work. They don't want to do the jobs that nobody wants to do. Nobody fucking grows up and, you know, wishes to do tech support, you know, uh, for, for apparel software when they're a kid. You know, no, but if the happens. choices are that or ditch digging, um, don't forget, uh, you are in a unique spot in this country. You're in the tri state area, you're near New York City. There are jobs here. You go out, uh, just to Pennsylvania and West, there aren't jobs out there. There are places where people would die for a desk job, there are people who line up for jobs at McDonald's. Not just as manager, just because there are no jobs. There are uh, those places in, uh, in the Midwest, for instance, where, uh, you know, cities have been built on industries that have gone. But the people still remain and the towns are still there. The families are still there. They're not going to leave each other. No, so don't forget um, there. Jeez, uh, I don't know how to put it, but. um Uh, I think I'm just repeating what I said before. Have a plan. Have uh, some sort of a milestone. And the older I get, the more necessary I see it as being. It's like, I know what I'm doing right now, and I know what I want to do next. And I'll find a way to make that happen. Because now I've gotten the tools over the last years, uh, and including a lot of tools I learned at my previous jobs. I learned enough during those hard years at our previous job that I know what um, it's like to work for somebody who's got a very short leash on um, of like, oh, that's not good enough. I'm sorry. You know, you're going to have to redo that. Oh, no, no. You missed that deadline. Sorry. You don't get a second chance. So I know what that's like. And because of that, it makes it easier. Do you know how to um, how to. Um, uh, climb a mountain when you when let's say you're really out of shape okay you you don't get out that much for me i go for walks all the time 
I'm on a flat surface there, buddy. I'm going at my own pace. I'm stopping, taking photographs of like, oh, that's a cool looking tree. Click, click. You know, uh, like, oh, look, that's a cloud. It looks like a little horse head. You know, that kind of thing. I'm not getting that much in the way of exercise. How could I climb a mountain? The answer? Uh, Climb three. And that one mountain becomes like, oh, it's a piece of cake. It's the same with working when you're under stress. Use what bad times you've had in the past, they've made you stronger. Anytime you have to work through something, reflect on it. Never let the lesson be lost. Always. Jeez, uh, whenever something unfair happens to you, don't use those same techniques on someone else. That's what you can get at it. You know, I've, I've made mistakes. I've done bad things. Well, not bad things, but um, stupid things as manager or whatever. And all the best I can do is like, well, guess I won't do that again. See, I like that mentality because that is the opposite of what I mentioned earlier about talking about working on your strengths. That is like honing your weaknesses. And like you said, rounding yourself out. See, I, I would agree. See, that's, I mean, maybe that's just because that's the way everybody's wired and programmed is if you're not good at something, get good at it rather than just work on the thing you are good at. It depends where you want to go next. Why are you working on the engines? You know, is it going to go somewhere? Are you putting together a car that's going to drive somewhere? Are you putting together an exercise program so you can climb those three stupid mountains in order to climb that one without uh, having to worry about it? And by the way, that is how I got to walk faster, better than ever before. I learned how to walk very easily going two miles by walking 10. And uh, interesting, it, it, it works. And it's the same with Man, going that makes stress sense. at work. As long as it doesn't destroy you and you have to learn when to get out. That's why planes have ejection seats. That's and that's the hard part. You know, or at least modern it. planes. Anyway, I feel awful for those pilots of the World War Two planes that crashed yesterday. It was just uh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Mid-air collision at an air show. Oh, my goodness. That's terrible. Uh, but um, uh, I don't know why I just flashed to that, but um, <coughs> Veterans so, Day and all that, I've been thinking about that lately. So, Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. <sighs> well. Anyway. Um, yeah. I don't know. And I think of all my friends who served, and I wish I had. But, and yeah. I'm sorry. Never mind. Uh, it would have made me a better person. Oh, I'm sure. Being in the armed forces back uh, when I was just a, a, a kid and all just soft on the outside, that kind of thing, would have toughened me up. Yeah. I don't know. I have or a killed me. <laughs> my, my friend Seth did it, and yeah, it wasn't for me. He was built for it. He was like programmed to do it. Not for me. I'm okay with having no part of it. Well, anyway. Yeah. So neither here nor there. Sorry about was, the uh, digression. No, that's all right. I was trying to think too what the hell I was going to say, and now I forgot. Yeah, I don't know. I think we touched on a lot of good stuff here. We kind of used myself as an, it was almost like a little therapy session for me, but I think it was a lot of helpful information because I think there's a lot of I don't know because I honestly have not come in contact with a lot of people like myself who 
Well, that's what makes you stand out. I would say maybe not to say as hungry as I am, but that constantly strive to get ahead and don't. I mean, because the people I know, it's like they try and they get it and that's it. Like I haven't seen people. The same. uh, Yeah. Uh, There are people who just seem to have an instinct for it and I have none. Yeah. I, I feel like I have to make every single mistake in order to do one thing right. I have to do that's, everything wrong first because right? I have no intuition about which way to point myself in. Yeah. So I that's see. why I'm trying to tell you and anybody who's listening to this who wants tips is like, have a plan. So if it isn't intuitive what to do next, you at least know what's supposed to be coming up next. Yeah. And embrace people. That's the, the worst thing you could do now is on this era of working remotely not embracing those who are um, with you in the same household, which is a great way to keep your strong, stronger bonds with your family than you might have had when you worked at an office. But don't neglect to go out and still connect with people in person. You can only do so much through Zoom. Yeah, you got to really work at life, man. Yeah. It's if it was easy, we everybody be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> As that aphorism says. Yeah. What I did there. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I think making a plan again, and that's something that's tough because when I first started, I didn't have one. And then I just tried to, you know, whatever went, went at whatever and tried to see what stuck. And I didn't, and then I didn't have a direct game plan. Cause that was a big thing too. It's like, okay, do you want to go the technical route? Then you got to stay doing this stuff or you can go the manager route and you got to do this stuff. But you got to pick a course because you can't go halfway down the technical and realize, shit, I want to do management stuff. Yes, that's correct. Then you got to start over, and but you're already here, so you can't start over. So, And even if it takes us uh, time, you have to be in a spot where you can get the headspace to not have everything. Part of the problem with um, being in the work, the desk job kind of thing, especially when it's busy at work is being so focused and so intently intent on whatever it is that the job is, is that you don't get to bob up to the surface and take a look around and uh, get enough space, just relax enough to actually think of like, oh my God, what am I doing? Where am I going? Um, Do I want my whole life only to say like, you know what? I worked really hard on a time clock that nobody uses any longer. I'm glad I did that with my life. Yeah, exactly. Or do you want it to be known as like, well, that didn't matter. But you know what? All the people that I interacted with while I was working on the time clock, they appreciated me. I made a difference. Even if I don't have anything physical to show for it, who does? Even the pyramids crumble into dust at some point. But maybe I could do both. Maybe I could make a difference in what I'm doing and give back a little bit, which is what I'm trying to do with the audio books and that kind of stuff. You know, I'm just uh, everything that's fascinated me over my lifetime. I want to figure out one piece at a time and offer it back as something, whether it's an audio book or maybe an audio drama or a podcast or something. And just say, like, look, I have this fascination with this topic, um, like, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, the Beatles or uh, airships, 
you know, zeppelins, as it were, of like, why does that fascinate me? Something that large in the sky that's the size of like five uh, Goodyear blimps back to back to back to back to back mm-hmm. that just hanging over there like it did, you know, 75 years ago in New Jersey. Yeah, I know. Uh, just the Hindenburg. Really cool things. Uh, that was one of them. Yeah. But that was a German one. We had our own airships in the United States. Okay. Yeah, the Los Angeles, and we had, uh, well, never mind. Yes. <laughs> the smile, like, oh, there goes we'll Scott. Say, Come back, Scott. Really we'll say that for, for, for Scott's History of the World podcast. I, I found a nice meme online that somebody had used. I think it was somebody on Twitter named Fake History Hunter who had uh, a little, uh, like, swear jar, and next to it was, like, uh, unasked for history facts jar. <laughs> Crammed with the uh, dollars and things, because that's me. <laughs> yeah, oh I, oh, I know. We know. We've yeah, all learned I know, that. Know, you know, the hard way. <laughs> yeah, I think there was, a, there was a lot of nice lessons here. A lot of information yeah. for folks, I think, you know, would be helpful to, to, to plan ahead, like you said. And, uh, yeah. And hopefully I've charged you up a little bit. You know, you, you do so much good here with your thoughts on this. All of the podcasts you did with the Cube Nerds when you were the only one on it recording in your car and how listenable those are. They are are really good. They're honest. I like the fact that you um, use a little bit of salty language just right. And it doesn't offend me in the least. Well, thank you, Scott. And look at us now. Yeah. Look at us now. We're live streaming on three different platforms. I'm still here. You're still there. Wearing one of those really cool beanies uh, that I, Saw an advert for. Uh, I will. Yesterday, I yes, I will put this over. I don't know if you can see. It's it's an XL too, so it's like a huge one. Um, I will put this over it because I'm going to post the link and probably in the YouTube chat. Is, so, is your head likely to grow in egg shaped or is this no for like well, a cone head beanie? Well, I was thinking about it. It's actually probably for people who like have a lot of hair, and all their hair gets tucked into there, and I don't have any hair, so. <laughs> Yeah. My God, yeah, where did it all go? No, know. no, I, yes. But I'll tell you what. So these things were on sale recently because this is, all right. So I have a lot of these beanies, not this exact kind of beanie, but I have a lot of these beanies from a company called King and Fifth. I think they're out of, out of Chicago. Um, They're great King for and Fifth? King F-I-F? and Fifth. Yeah. T-H, okay. So I think they're out of uh, Chicago. And again, I mean, you know, shaving my head, my head gets cold and I love these beanies. Even springtime, summertime, I don't really wear them, but springtime, I wear them. Fall, I wear them. And then the wintertime, obviously, I wear them. This is the cashmere beanie. They have all different cashmere. kinds, different brands. Yeah, it's cashmere. It's way too expensive. Usually, I wouldn't get one, but they were on sale, like on sale a lot. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get one because it's like more than half off. And this thing is like a cloud wrapped around my head. I've worn it almost all day. It's so comfortable. Plus, I have two other ones. I've tried to look for beanies on Amazon and stuff at a cheaper price. Because, again, these are kind of a little pricey for well, How is for a, beanie a beanie different from a skull cap? So a beanie, a skull cap just is your, it just wraps your head. A okay. beanie is, is gives you a little more room. Skull caps are a little more snug fit, which I thought I liked. But I like these beanies because they're a little looser on my head. Okay. And I, eventually after wearing it for so long, it's like, it's just so comfortable. I don't even realize, realize it's there and it just keeps my head warm and it's nice and it's comfortable. I have, I must have at least five of these, not the cashmere ones. It's the only cashmere one I've got, but I like five of the other ones. 
I love these beanies. They're so comfortable. And like I said, I've tried to to look on Amazon for cheaper ones, and I just can't. I can't find one that's for uh, for that's cheaper. That's for a better price at this good quality. And as that's very corny pitch for them. But there's that's exactly the case. Like you got to spend the money on them because there's no other one that I can find that's as good and as comfortable as these ones. Um, wow. Yeah. Are they a sponsor of this podcast? Uh, kind no, of. but they should be. <laughs> yeah, because I have a link. I have a link that I'm going to put in the description of the the YouTube video that of the beanie I'm wearing. This is the referral link, and I think you get like 20 percent off or something initially. And there's a code too. If you sign up with your email, you get a code to get like another 15 percent off. And so. Yeah, I, so, actually, I've I've heard of it. I, I think they actually give you a ten dollar off coupon. Yeah, there you and, go. And there's another like offer for like a percentage off. I don't know if you can combine them, but um, it's pretty nice. Yeah, well, like I said, they usually they do where all the cons are on sale, and then if they're on sale already, and then you can use a coupon on top of that, and then you you know then you get a nice discount. So when that comes around, it's it's worth it, or even it's worth just to get one because I lose them. That's why I have so many. I, all my ones from last year, they're gone. I don't even know where they are. So I had to buy two more. Your daughter um, probably collected them all. Yeah, I mean, like I but I bought some for my wife really? too. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's that's I know. I let my kids have them; they're gone forever. Yeah. That's why, like, I got some for my wife too because they're just super comfortable. And like I said, I can't find any where the quality is as good for a cheaper price. So I'm stuck with them because they're awesome. Wow. I still have my wool caps. If you and I have ca- a couple cashmere ones now that are nice. Not the ones go. with a little ball on the top, like Mike yep. Nesmith from the Monkees. Yeah. Yeah. Still looking for one of those. I know the ones. If there's anybody out there um, uh, who can refer me to somebody who makes them. Oh, okay. And I want a John Lennon cap too, like he had in 1964. Always wanted one of those. You want one of those? You have one of those? I want one of those. You you want? Want. Okay. So when you right. find one for me, please let me know, yes. and I will thank you on air very much. For, yeah, so uh, for, for all the Beatlemaniacs out there that remember the cap that Scott's talking about, that yes. Lena was wearing. Which she's not wearing in this picture. See, I'm getting my little cubicle decorations ready to put up. So here's a little inspiration for Beetle pictures. I've got other ones over here, but I'm not going to do that to you tonight. When I was on, I don't think I mentioned this. Maybe, maybe even the <laughs> I think I mentioned this when I was like on last. Uh, I don't Cube, really know. Cube Nerds episode. Um, Mike Nesbeth, yes. Mike Nesbeth, yeah, you, you said that. Um, I know, you know. I tried, Davey. Scott knows his monkeys and Scott knows his Beatles. Um, and sometimes uh, the twain do meet. They what? Sometimes they meet. When do they meet? Well, um, monkeys met the Beatles, uh, during the Sgt. Pepper album sessions. Oh yeah. So if you see the promo video for a day in the life, you'll notice that amongst, you know, Mick Jagger being on set. Um, but, um, Mickey Dolenz was there as well as Mike Nesmith. Uh huh. And Peter Tork played with uh, George Harrison on something. He wasn't used on the recording, but he was used on the live um, thing playing banjo. All right. So there's your little. Sorry, uh, sorry to give you more than you were asking for. There's your little music trivia for this episode too. So, all right, Scott, plug the rest of your stuff. Uh, I'm at McKinleyCo.com. That's my website. And in there, I've got links for the audiobooks that um, currently are out and available from um, Audible, Amazon, and iTunes. So three different um, audiobooks right now. 
including my latest one called um, uh, Lenin, the Mobster and the Lawyer by Jay Bergen, as well Very as cool. some links to some of my uh, voice work I've been doing on a couple of audio dramas like Madison on the Air and Audion, the latest of which just aired last week. From Very cool. Old time radio program called Escape. And are your social media links on your website as well? Jeez, I'm not sure if they are, to be honest with you. I'll have to talk to Austin about that because I don't remember if I did, but they should be. Otherwise, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter as Scott R. McKinley. Perfect. So, yep. So you can find me on Mike Spear, at Mike Spear Jr. on pretty much everything. Yeah, it's, you know what? I can't change the name. Yeah. Spear Studio. If you just search Spear Studios, it comes up Spear Studios. But the direct link is youtube.com forward slash mspear632. I don't know how to change that yet. But if you just search Spear Studios, you can go on there and you can find the past two episodes. Uh, or actually, I think there's three episodes of Cube Nerds. The past nine or 10, 13, 14, whatever we're up to for the Mind Your F and Business podcast. And you can find them anywhere you listen to podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Our podcasts are literally on everything. Um, you can see it across scrolling across the screen, but in case you're listening on a podcast, you can go to T public forward slash stores forward slash spear dash studios spear S P E E R. And you can find cube nerds, merchandise, mind your F and business podcast, merchandise, and also p- merchandise for my comic championship wrestling league. Uh, number one CWL? Right now. Yes. CWL number one is available now at the pop quiz apparel Etsy shop. Uh, etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash pop quiz apparel and uh, yeah issue two is completely drawn i just need to get the second half of it colored and then start lettering it and then it will be available digitally and then if i make enough money i can have it available in print form too that's if i make enough money because that shit is expensive yes it is all righty man I okay. wish I, w- I wish it was enough time we could keep this going regularly, but like I told you, we'll we'll talk. And if you get some guests, or if you want to run it on your own, man, you could take the reins when I'm not available. Well, I'll do my best to do that. Um, so if you, you know, one of the things that you do so well is uh, show me how to use the tools that you've already been using and taught yourself. We will. I'll see how I my can amazing uh, props for you. Thank you. Yeah. I could just give you the login info and you can get in that way and set up your own podcast. And yeah, it's, like I, I said, man, it's all out and uh, all that time that you've spent uh, very well. Well, like I said, the reason I do it all is because it's all pretty simple. That's why I do so much of it. It's all pretty simple. It's just a matter of putting in the work and the time. Anyone can do it if you put your mind to it, and especially if you show them. <laughs> Which no, no, not just me. But um, you might consider doing a little bit of uh, podcasting about podcasting. Thought about that. Very much. And also about, about creating the, co- yeah, podcast about podcast or creating the comic because I know that's something that I wish I had. And I wish. Coffee was... table book about coffee tables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's Seinfeld reference. Yes, it is. <laughs> Remember when the book had little legs underneath it that collapsed under the book? Nope. It's funny how I've never seen that episode, yet I know that that's a Seinfeld reference. Yep. There's just a certain uh, rhythm to it, as it were. All righty, man. Well, uh, yeah, that'll do it. This is the longest podcast in a while. We're coming up on two hours here almost. Yep. 
Anyway, I uh, hope to do it again with you at some point soon. Otherwise, I uh, hope Seth will be back yes, sir. on their uh, Mind Your Fucking Business uh, or effing business. Because um, obviously we want to watch our P's and Q's. Yeah, effing is more marketable than than the whole word. So. Yep. <laughs> All righty, sir. We will talk again soon. Thank you, everyone, for, for watching tonight. A lot of engagement tonight. And thank you for listening. Thanks, Mike. That'll Appreciate it. it. Thank you, Scott. Yeah. Bye. Bye.